It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the 12th floor, 50-pin place in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, the home of 1340 The Game and News Radio 1000 KTOK, welcome to the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G., saying thank you so much for making us a part of your day. The season now just 20 days away. That's right, 20 days from the time we're recording this episode to when Oklahoma City takes on Golden State is now just 20 days away. Can you feel it? It's going gonna, it's gonna to be such a great year for the Oklahoma City Thunder. I am so excited, very excited about the chemistry this team has. And speaking of that chemistry, we're going to hear from Paul George as he talked to Royce Young on ESPN about that chemistry, about the Thunder being contenders, and about some other things going on. So we get a chance to hear that. We're going to play a lot of audio on today's show. Also in segment number one, um, Billy Donovan is going to talk about um, getting people back healthy and not making excuses, but just what you have to do as far as making sure guys like Russ and Andre Robertson are both engaged during practice. And also the fact that you're just engaging Andre, what does that mean for his timetable to return? In segment number two, you want to know what the offense is going to look like when Dennis Schroeder runs it as compared to Russell Westbrook. Well, Billy will tell us all about that. He'll also talk about Patrick Patterson. Um, since Patrick Patterson is one of those guys, you Patrick Patterson's one of those guys you put into that category of if the Thunder are going to succeed, this guy really needs to have a good year. If we have time in segment number two, we may have been wrong about Alex Sabrinas being in the doghouse, but I'll let Billy talk on that and I'll give you my response. And then finally, we wrap up today's episode with Billy giving us just a little bit of insight into the new rules that the NBA are doing and how much he's emphasizing them. The most intriguing to me, now the most intriguing to me really is the clear path rule and just how that's going to affect the game. The other thing that you have to wonder about is when the ball is rebounded, an offensive rebound, and now the clock now sets resets to 14 seconds. So there's a lot of really there's a lot of things being messed with in the NBA, but ultimately it should help the game be better. My name's Eric G. I work for 1340 The Game in Oklahoma City, also News Radio 1000 KTOK. I've covered the Thunder now for five years. And uh, as a native Oklahoman, I couldn't be more thrilled to cover and talk about a team like we are talking about the Oklahoma City Thunder today. Paul George had an opportunity to talk with Royce Young. And one of the things that's going to be emphasized, at least in the beginning of the year, is chemistry with the Oklahoma City Thunder because they just didn't have any on-court chemistry last year. There, there was off-the-court chemistry, but on the court it was just extremely awkward. So Royce Young had an opportunity to talk to Paul George at Media Day about chemistry, 
about the void of Carmelo Anthony, and and I'll admit I'm playing this audio because what I said about Carmelo Anthony all along, Paul George echoes, and then Paul George talks about the Thunder and their opportunity to contend this year in Oklahoma City. So I'm just going to shut up now. Here is Paul George and Royce Young. Sure, for sure. We, uh, me and Russ, actually were able to uh, to get some some you know practice games, um, get some open run games, build some chemistry in, in, in the gym. So it should definitely correlate. Being together for two years now, I got an understanding of him. He's got an understanding of me. Um, and then at the end of the day, we're both uh, competitors and want to compete. So um, it should definitely show. It should definitely show that we've, we've got some experience playing with one another. Um, now, you know, I'm just excited um, when it's time is to go. It's, 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 you know, let's get rolling. One big subtraction, though, no Carmelo this year. How's that going to make you guys different? You talked a little bit about, you know, he's in a better situation for him. And if something doesn't work, it doesn't work. Do you feel like you guys make a little more sense in terms of your identity now just and how that's going to translate onto the floor? Well, we're different. I think what people don't realize um, with Melo, Melo was a heck of a leader and, and a heck of a voice in the locker room. Um, regardless of what the media thinks and, and what they saw went on um, with the team, um, it's a loss in some ways with, with um, what Melo brought. Um, but we're a different team. Um, you know, we've, we've added some things. Uh, we should be a lot faster, a lot quicker. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, again, like I said, if, if, if something don't work, it was good that both sides mutually parted ways. And um, we're going to try to get better. And Melo's in a better situation. So it's, 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 at the end of the day, a win-win for both organizations. Last question for you. You talked about coming into your decision to make that you wanted to go somewhere you felt like you could win at the highest level. The way this team's constructed now and for the future that you have here, do you feel like this team is built to win this season? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I think, again, we got the chemistry, me being around these guys for you. Uh, for going on about to be two years now. Um, there's an expectation and, and a level that we know we need to play at. Um, I think the consistency part you'll, you'll see with us now being able to play well against, you know, the sub 500 teams. But, um, you know, I, I definitely think this, this team has a chance. Um, the reason why I signed back here is because I believed in it um, and everybody in here believes. So it's on us. We got our work cut out. It's not going to be easy, but we're up for the challenge. So much I love about that audio. First, mentioning of the sub-500 teams and the Thunder having that tendency to play down to people's level last year and really the year before. So maybe that's something we actually see get better from Oklahoma City this year. But I'm not going to say that it's going to get better. That's a you've got to show me that you're not going to play down to your competition. Two, talking about Carmelo Anthony being a leader in the locker room, which we knew he was, but there were a lot of people that were saying that he's just a bad fit for the team. Well, it didn't work offensively, so out on the court it was bad, but as you just heard Paul George said, this team learned a lot from Carmelo Anthony, and not having him in the locker room is going to be a big void that somebody's going to have to fill this year. It gives Steven Adams an opportunity to step up and be in that leadership role if Jeremy Grant ever wanted to show that he was going to be a leader, or Patrick Patterson. I would think Patterson and Adams are a lot more cut out for that role than Jeremy Grant, but those guys are going to need to step in and be that voice in the locker room since Carmelo Anthony's not there. He was talking about the summer pickup games, which I think is definitely going to help with chemistry. But again, it's one of those things. You can show us these two, three-minute clips that can get out on the internet, but let me see it in a game. Let me see it for 48 minutes or 30 or 40 or whatever you guys are, however long you're playing, let me know that it's going to work because it's not just you now. 
It's not just about Paul George and Russ. It's about everybody fitting in and knowing what their role is and being able to execute, which last year was a major issue for the Oklahoma City Thunder. And then finally talking about the opportunity to compete for championships. I I don't get the feeling that Oklahoma City is necessarily getting overlooked or people are forgetting about Oklahoma City. Golden State's just sexy to talk about. Houston is sexy to talk about with the addition of Melo. And then, of course, the Los Angeles Lakers, which leaves teams like the Thunder, like the Jazz, the Portland Trailblazers, maybe even the Pelicans this year. Although, looking at the Pelicans, I'm not a big believer in them. It's giving you an opportunity to fly under the radar. And that's exactly what the Thunder want. And if there's going to be issues with Jimmy Butler and he doesn't want to return to the Timberwolves and they've got to figure out how to trade him and is that going to be addition by subtraction, is there going to be better chemistry? While all these other great storylines are going on, even though Paul George sees the headlines in the summer, people are just kind of putting the Thunder on the back burner, which is perfect. That's where you want to be right now because you can kind of navigate your way through the through the West, especially in these first few games of the year while Russ is out. And whether you're winning or losing, you're not going to be the story. Everybody else is going to be the story. And then all of a sudden, come April, boom, Thunder are there, third, fourth in the West. And now everybody's talking about them being a contender. And just listening to Sam Presti, the emphasis this year is definitely not on the regular season. The emphasis this year is using the regular season to get ready for the postseason and being at your absolute sharpest come April. That's what the Thunder are working for this year. One of the reasons they're working for that and not trying to go after some gaudy record like Golden State had is, well, you don't have Russ healthy, you don't have Andre healthy, and those guys need to get back, but they also need to be engaged, and Billy Donovan spoke on that after training camp. Um, Yeah, I mean, Russell trying to keep him engaged, trying to keep Andre engaged is important. Um, there is things that are going to be new for them um, that they're able to watch and absorb. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think like any time you, you have players that are integral part to your team, you know, it's hard to integrate those guys in five-on-five five playing when they're hurt. You know, so, you know, like I'd love to have the opportunity to, you know, to have Russell and Paul and, and, and Dennis out there together. You know, you, you, I'd like to have, you know, Andre out there and just see how those guys comp, but you can't, you know, and you, you, that they'll have to work through that, you know, once Russell gets healthy and gets back. So, you know, what you try to look at is what you can control, and there's things that we have to do as a basketball team, whether Russell's on the court or not, whether Andre's on the court or not, there's just things we have to do. Um, as in terms of an identity and how we want to play uh, on both ends of the floor. So the fact that those guys are there, they're engaged, they're involved as best they can be involved, you know, is probably the best you can do at this point in time with them not being able to do any real physical contact. You just got to get them back as quickly as possible. But the great thing is, is that you're not rushing them along. Um, The engagement, that's just difficult to do. And unfortunately, a lot of it for the Thunder and these guys getting into the rhythm or getting into a rhythm is going to have to come during the season. And we saw that last year. And I think that's uh, – and, and I – so we talk about the Oklahoma mentality a lot on this on this show. And especially if you listen at a different part of the world, but the Oklahoma mentality goes back to football and in specifically college football where one game – 
makes an entire difference. And in football, you've got an entire week to practice and work on things. For basketball, yeah, there's shoot-around, but you don't always have practice, and sometimes you're just working on things during the game. You're you're sort of taking that game as practice. And yes, it is a game. You should want to win it. It makes a difference in the standings. But when you've got 82 to work with and your main goal is just to be good for a playoff run, then you can for, you can afford to experiment and see how things go, and you can allow for guys to sort of work their issues out on the court and during game situations versus trying to simulate it in practice, which is something I absolutely love about this sport. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. Coming up next, were we too hasty to put Alex Sabrinas in the doghouse? Well, we'll let Billy tell us here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Thunder Podcast. I am Eric G. So glad you could join us today. Locked On Sooners is out now as well. We dropped them both at the same time, so... Maybe you can listen to one on your way home and the other one after dinner tonight, or you can listen to both on your way home, depending on how long your commute is. But uh, either way, we thank you for supporting the Locked on Thunder podcast, your number one local daily podcast network, available at Google, Stitcher, Alexa, Spotify, and Apple iTunes. And please rate us five stars as well. Um, I think like Locked on Thunder's four and a half. I'd, I, I'd like to get that up to five. But then again, that that's all on you. That's all on you. And I feel weird about begging for that. <laughs> I really do. It's just so strange. But if you like the podcast, please rate us five stars. We've made a huge deal on this podcast and really in Oklahoma City about Alex Abrinas being in the doghouse. And one, the dude has been really inconsistent. And it just seemed like at times last year when he would come out and get lost defensively or not have those games where he was able to, to, to find a shot, you'd ask Billy about it. Billy would get extremely frustrated. Well, today he was asked about Alex and Alex possibly getting the opportunity to fill in at the two guard if Andre Robertson doesn't come back sometime soon. And I get the feeling based on that last bit of audio we played, we're not going to see Andre Robertson in the first few games of the year. I don't know when he'll be back. My guess is that he is back sometime in late October, early November. Hopefully I'm wrong about that and it's mid-October. But here is Billy talking about Alex Sabrinas, the opportunity for him to play in that open two spot. And more importantly, um, how much maybe he likes what Alex is doing now. Yeah, I think he, he did a really good job from his rookie year to last year, Alex. I thought he made some significant strides. Um, he was better on the ball. I thought there was a, a more physical presence to him um, uh, at the basket. Um, and I think probably having a year under his belt, he probably learned the league um, a lot more 
but I thought he was a drastically improved defender, and I thought Darko did a really good job working with him and trying to focus on a lot of the pre-practice skill development of, of working with him defensively. And then I think the other part, which was huge too, is I think the, the strength and conditioning staff did a great job of helping him physically get stronger. And I think those factors and him working hard probably contributed to him making those kind of improvements. Does that set him up for now in this season and being able to play more and possibly even you know, fill in that, that time? Where yeah, I mean, I feel good about Alex. I mean, it's his third year, and I feel good about the experiences he's had. Um, you know, like, like anything else, you're, you're trying to, you know, condition your team, you know, coming back and getting back in the flow and those guys getting back together. But, I mean, I feel like I, feel I, have, I have confidence in Alex based on what happened last year defensively that he's more than capable of doing that. Uh, but I would say this is Alex put a lot of attention and a lot of focus on that. And he just needs to have that kind of attention and focus on it as well this year. He could be such a very valuable weapon to the Oklahoma City Thunder. And that's the thing that Alex Abrinas has got to understand about his game and about how important he is. If you can come off, if you can come off the bench and hit timely shots, you're going to help this team in ways that not a lot of people are expecting you to. Now, they, they want you to hit the shots. They want you to be consistent. But if you do that, it's just one more weapon that teams have to worry about. And right now, if I'm a team, I'm not worried about Alex Sabrinas ever being out on the floor because defensively, he's a sieve and he's not consistent enough with his shot. And as far as Billy liking what he's doing, I've got to see Alex get more playing time, and I've got to see Billy lighten up a little bit more than just there when he talks about him. Let's talk now about Dennis Schroeder. He's going to be filling in for Russell Westbrook. How different will that offense look when Schroeder's out there as opposed to Russ? Here's Billy Donovan. Yeah, I mean, I said this to you know Brett yesterday. It's just different. You know, it's different. They both have incredible speed and quickness, um, but you know, it's it, it's just it's just different. Um, and, um, you know, Russell is incredible of when he sees a crack or a breakdown or a foot position not where it's supposed to be defensively. He can just go from zero to 60 in an incredible amount of speed. And he is unbelievable, and there's really nobody like him as it relates to that. I think with Dennis, he kind of gets by you too, but it's a little bit more of a slower, it's a herkier jerk, but he has the ability to kind of, you know, come down and he plays with really, really good pace and tempo, and then he can kind of just, you know, hit you and go by you. So they both kind of do the same thing as it relates to going by defenders, but they maybe do it a little bit differently. I, and and I want to see the offense when Dennis goes out there and runs it. Um, I can't imagine... I. I think it'll, you know, what Billy's describing to me, it's it's almost little things. It's almost like almost like nuanced. I, I think from the overall, the big picture, it's going to look a lot the same. Dennis will try and drive. Defense will collapse. He'll kick out, and he's a guy that's going to be a score first point guard. I'll be shocked to see if he becomes more of a, a pass first guy, especially depending on who's out there at two guard and how many weapons he feels like he has. One of those weapons may be Patrick Patterson. Either he or Jeremy Grant's going to start at the four. Patterson doing more to get in shape. Billy Donovan, Brett Dawson, take it away, guys. Looking at him, just looking at Patrick, he looks 
Sorry. Just looking at Patrick, he looks very different. He said his weight. Looking at Patrick, he looks really different. He said his weight hasn't really changed. It's just the the diet and things like that. Right. Yep. But in terms of of just his, the way he moves, how comfortable he is, how well he knows the offense, how different is this year to last? Um, Well, like, like I talked about beforehand, I think that we've got to play faster. And that doesn't mean when we're playing faster that we need to shoot faster. But we need to come across half court faster. We need we need to we need to I think play um, with more pace and more tempo. Um, we need to cut and move better. Um, and some of that are similar things that we did last year that he's knows. And then then there'll be some new things for him and for for the guys that are returning from last year. So I mean Patrick, who's got a, a good feel of how to play, he's a smart player. Um, you know, what you're trying to do with him is take advantage of him from behind the line because he's such a good shooter. Uh, but he also is a really good mover, you know, where you can kind of relocate him and move him to different spots on the floor. Um, so some of it will be the same, some will be different. Billy Donovan there on Patrick Patterson. If he gets the opportunity to start, I'm starting to like that a lot more just because I want a starting five that defenses really have to worry about. I'm not sure with Jeremy Grant that, that, that you're going to get that. Still limiting the bench, and one thing we didn't touch on today is there's a roster spot open, and it seems like the Thunder just moving forward right now with what they have. If you And, and it almost seemed like the preference in listening to Billy Donovan talk about that was if you could get a guy in now, great. If not, we'll move forward. But I get the feeling that the Thunder will add someone, and they're going to be looking for a shooter. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. We close things out getting a little school by Billy Donovan on the brand new rules. Some interesting stuff. It's next on LOT. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Be sure to listen to Locked On Sooners as well, both part of the uh, Locked On Podcast Network, or I guess Locked On Thunder and Locked On Sooners, both part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, Join us. And, um, hey, listen, on Spotify, Alexa, iTunes, LockedOnSports.com, and Stitcher. And uh, did I mention Alexa? If I didn't mention Alexa, Alexa as well. Uh, It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So some rule changes in the NBA. They're they're redefining what a hostile act is. Um, The biggest rule, the one I like the most, is the 14-second rule, which means that during an offensive rebound, the shot clock resets to 14 seconds, not 24 seconds. Should speed up the pace of the game. The other thing I like is it creates awareness. I love anything that creates awareness. I really like because I'm not aware enough in my life. So if there are things that have to make me more aware, I will follow them a little bit better. So that's good. And then the clear path rule, which one of the biggest changes in that is just because a defender gets in front of you on a fast break and they cross the timeline first, if you are able to get by them and there is nobody between you and the basket, 
If they foul you, that is a clear path foul this year. It changes. Guys are going to have to get used to it. Referees are going to have to get used to it. I expect the NBA guys to pick up on it a little bit better than what the NFL guys did. But uh, here's Billy Donovan on emphasis of rules and how much he's talking about that in training camp with his players. Yeah, I think you have to make a you know mention of that. You got to I don't know if it needs to be necessarily this this point of focus, but we have to have an awareness of that because I think the one thing. You, you know, probably is just my feeling and looking at it is when you do offensive rebounds, I and mean, we've been a good offensive rebounding team, is, you know, if Steven or whoever it is doesn't score immediately on a putback and the ball comes back out, it'd be very, very difficult to reset the offense. We've got to be able to continue attacking right away and randomly, probably. And I could see, you know, his offensive rebound, a big kind of gets it. He dribbles it out, tries to throw it out to the guard. Next thing you know, you're down to eight seconds and you're trying to get into offense and now you're up against the clock. And, you know, so you guys think you're going to have to be able to attack pretty quickly. Along the same lines, did you did you kind of celebrate when you saw the clarification of the clear path? Because, I mean, that's that's an easy way to stop you guys from getting down the transition. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, – I think some of the stuff was that they talked about in some of the coaches' meetings, they're trying to think to clean some of that stuff up. And a lot of times they'll use the, the G League, you know, to experiment with those rules and see, you know, how they go through experimentation and then making decisions of whether or not they want to implement them you know, in, in, in the NBA. Uh, but I think the clarity on some of that stuff will be a little bit more, you know, interesting. I mean, the same rule, obviously, if the guy's out, but also if players are out above and the ball gets thrown. So I think they're, they're trying to do things to reward. You know, th the game is being played a lot faster. I think the next thing that they'll probably have to address and will address is the take fouls on transition where it's not a clear path and guys just take a foul and this really kind of, it's just to stop the break, you know. I think they'll probably evaluate some of that because I think the one thing about our game, which is great, is because of the speed and the pace at which it's being played and the players and the greatness of these guys at this level, the openness, I think they want to really make that and continue to make that part of the game with the way the game's evolving into that. To piggyback on that, at the league meetings, the broadcasters, they really emphasized holding now is going to be called. Yes. So is that something you've got to re-coach and, and yes. make the guys aware of? Yeah, I think we have to make – that's got to be an awareness. I mean, we had today – we started right away today with officials. I mean, we brought officials in today because I think that some of the rules that they're doing that uh, – like I was saying, the fast break, the freedom of movement, they want to be able to, 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 to have that. And, um, you know, certainly the, the, the two-hand grabbing, the holding, you know, there's going to be an emphasis on, you know, allowing guys to, to move. And um, – I mean, they were pretty clear on that. So um, I think the shot clock going to 14 and an offensive rebound, some of the physicality. We've been, always been a physical team. We try to be a physical team inside the rules without fouling. But you're going to have to have an awareness of what you're doing. with. That's Billy Donovan on the uh, rule changes here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. Sorry cut him off a little bit early. Hey, file this in, in the back of your mind real quick. Um, or just file this in the back of your mind. You can do it slowly if you want. Today on First Take on ESPN, the first two topics, LeBron James and the Lakers and whether or not he was going to have enough talent to eventually win a championship, and then the future of Kevin Durant. Those were the first two topics. And I want to say they seem like it was about 20 minutes. It may not quite have been that long as far as what Max Kellerman and Stephen A. Smith were talking about. And yes, I understand Stephen A. Smith is more of an NBA guy than an NFL guy. I get it. But ESPN has a tremendous investment in the NFL. They've also got one in the NBA. 
But you've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who have a quarterback fiasco on their hands or a quarterback controversy, and it concerns Jameis Winston, who's a big name. The Pittsburgh Steelers are full of drama. The Dallas Cowboys are full of drama right now and could be bringing Des Bryant back or should at least be talking about bringing Des Bryant back. You've got the Seattle Seahawks and the Patriots who were once world champions. Who were kind of, I mean, there's so much stuff going on in the NFL, but the lead was the NBA. And I will keep hammering this point home as I just think as the years go on, the NBA is eventually going to overtake the NFL as America's favorite sport. The only thing that hurts the NBA and the only reason why it's not number one is 82 games. I've said that before. I know I've said that before. And 82 games, a lot of people feel like they don't have to be involved every night. They can just come back during the playoffs. Better personalities, better product, much more fun to watch. And there's just something about the NBA that I believe people can relate to a little bit better than what they can in the NFL. I also think just flat out better people in the NBA than the NFL, but that's my experience, my experience there. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. saying thank you so much for uh, letting us invade your day for a little bit. And uh, thank you for listening to this show. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll talk more. We got to get into Raymond Felton's role. I, this is killing me. It's killing me not to know what plans are for Raymond Felton. We'll also hear from uh, some of the new guys coming into the Oklahoma City Thunder. Terrence Ferguson is a guy that's got to step up this year. So we'll cover it all um, tomorrow and this week here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. And until then, everybody love everybody and peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.